welcome to the second edition of the Weekly Five, presented by the Back Judge. Um, I am your host, Lee Murray. This is five college football plays I do every week. I'll be doing a podcast once every two weeks, just running you through a little recap and my uh, five plays for for every week. So. Uh, here we go, episode number two of the Weekly Five podcast. Looking back on we, the Weekly Five from week three, it was rough to start and rough to finish, but pretty good in the middle. Uh, the BC Eagles, man, I said it in this week's article, I'm never betting on, on these guys again, and you know maybe that was a bit of an over-exaggeration, but they were very unimpressive at home in a game that I really thought they would get up for and perform in to a high level. Uh, they absolutely disappointed losing by 20 plus points to a Kansas team. They were favored by 21 points and I was completely on the wrong side. Um, it's not often that a 20 plus point favorite loses by 20 plus. So definitely an interesting game. I've not been great on Friday games. I got another one for you guys this week. But, uh, you know, fade me, chase me, whatever works for you. But um, that was bad. And then Pitt really showed up at Penn State in terms of, you know, the coaching wasn't great towards the end there and giving them a chance to win. But they were covering the whole time. Never really had to worry too much about that game. And then Oklahoma State and Louisville similarly kind of got a little bit lucky. But at the same time, both of those teams really kind of controlled the pace of the game and, and dominated for the most part. So... Um, you know, they, they, they ended up covering and, uh, I didn't have to sweat too much down the line. Um, Oklahoma state kind of got lucky with a late touchdown, but I ultimately ended up paying for it with my last play to go four and one. Something I really wanted to do, uh, this past week was go four and one for the first time. I've had three, three and two weeks, the first two weeks. And then I ended up pushing on my last play, which I'm just kind of going to throw away. Um, as a not a win or a loss, so I'm just going to count myself as three and one the past week with a push. Um, I'll be adding it in my record, but uh, percentage-wise, three and one. Uh, Florida with the late touchdown to to end up pushing. That was tough to watch, but you know, like I, again, like I said in my article, these things happen. So moving forward, I got a Friday night game for you guys. Um, anyone who follows this whatsoever, probably knows that I've faded USC for the most part, and I believe in the use this year. I did think BYU was a solid play week one on the money line in the Holy War. Money line, sorry, on the spread in the Holy War. But, you know, Utah really ended up proving me wrong, and since then they haven't been playing against great competition, but I think this team's really going to be poised for this game. I think this is a really well-coached Utah team that doesn't mind traveling to Southern California when they're, you know, a three-and-a-half point favorite. Um, to, to go and beat the Trojans. I think uh, Keaton Slovis, the backup quarterback for USC, looked, uh, you know, we, we saw a few more weaknesses last week than we did two weeks before in the Stanford game that I was wrong on. I think Stanford has been losing a lot of value ever since that USC loss in, in last week to UCF. Stanford has not looked like a great team. Um, and I just think the, the Trojans are kind of bound to, to a seven or eight win season at the very most. And I don't think this is going to be one of them. I think this is a Utah team that is the best team they've had in the last five years. 
I think they understand that the Pac-12 very well could be theirs if they just play their role and be dominant. Uh, I know that's a lot, a lot more, a lot easier said than done, but I truly believe this Utah team will end up, uh, you know, prevailing in this game at USC on Friday night. Should be very fun to watch. I love getting those little Friday night Nugget games that you can watch. Um, and not worry about you know all the other games on Friday night's a lot of fun to wa- to watch those uh, West Coast games. So I'm, I'm taking the Utes. I got a predicted score of 34-21. Um, well, that covers three and a half pretty well. So Utah moving forward to the Saturday at noon, Michigan State at Northwestern. Um, I saw this one start out as a seven, which I was a little bit you know I didn't know what to think about, and then I saw it very quickly move to. Nine and a half, which I couldn't help but jump on. I just think that Michigan State very well may win this game, but I think Northwestern's a team that is coached very solidly. They have a good foundation. They have solid defense. They're not going to be able to score points at a clip, but the fact that they're at home and they're getting nearly 10 points, I just think that this is a solid play. Northwestern plays a lot of teams close. Um, they find them to, themselves in a lot of games that you know, a lot of pickles with teams that they're worse than and overplaying themselves to, to compete against teams that they're better than. And I just, I, I don't really fear the Michigan State Spartans offense. I think Northwestern's better than Arizona State. And I expect Northwestern to uh, compete uh, at a high level at home. My predicted score for this game is Michigan State 21, Northwestern 20. So Michigan State escapes this game in a close one, but I think nine and a half is more than enough for the, for the Cats in this, in this home bout. Uh, the Big Ten opener for, for both of these teams. Moving forward to 3.30 Eastern time, uh, an SEC matchup. My first of two SEC matchups in the Weekly Five. Uh, I, like the, I like the SEC this week. Uh, Auburn at Texas A&M. Texas A&M is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, I like the Aggies in this spot. I think uh, Jimbo Fisher has been – this Aggies team has been steadily improving since Jimbo Fisher's taken over as the head coach. Um, I've made it pretty clear how much I like Kellen Mond. He may not be ready for the draft this year, but I think Auburn may be a little bit overhyped this year just because of the the way they won uh, week one uh, against Oregon in that neutral site game. Um, I think they may be getting a little more credit than they deserve, and I don't think Bo Nix is necessarily cut out to you know uh, compete for for a playoff spot or an SEC championship as his first year as a starting quarterback for Auburn. Uh, I, I like Texas A&M at home in this spot with the better coach and quarterback minus three and a half. Projected score in this game is Texas A&M thirty-one, Auburn twenty-two. I think Texas A&M is going to control the pace of the game on offense and get enough stops on defense to uh, get the home cover. Uh, I, I like Texas A&M a lot in this game. The next game is 4 o'clock Eastern, 30 minutes after the last one, another SEC matchup like I uh, foreshadowed a bit there. South Carolina Gamecocks traveling to Missouri to take on the Mizzou Tigers, getting 9.5 points. I, I like South Carolina a lot in this spot. They've had a rough start to their year. Uh, but I just think the Tiger, the Mizzou Tigers are a little over overvalued this year. Kelly Bryant, solid quarterback. They had a really tough loss at Wyoming week one, and they've been pretty impressive since against mediocre competition. Uh, their blowout against West Virginia, I think, gave them, uh, people started giving them a little bit more credit than they deserved. And I think South Carolina is kind of going to get back on track in this game. I like them to win outright. Um, so that kind of tells you guys where my head is at. With nine and a half points, I think this is kind of a steal. I think it should be more something around maybe Mizzou, Mizzou favored by two or three. 
I don't really see what sets this Mizzou team apart too much from South Carolina. So I'm all over the, the Gamecocks plus 9.5 in that 4 o'clock slot. My projected score for this game is the South Carolina Gamecocks 34, Missouri Tigers 24. I like the Gamecocks to win this one by 10. I think that uh, they're just going to kind of overwhelm Mizzou, and I'm, I don't have a lot of faith in Missouri. So moving forward, 7.30 Eastern time, Oklahoma State Cowboys taking on the Texas Longhorns at Texas. Texas is a five-point favorite. I'm laying five here with the Longhorns. I think this is a great spot for Texas to kind of prove they're not, uh, you know, overhyped coming into the season. That LSU game was a true battle, although their defense didn't look great. Uh, they can bounce back and win a tough conference game to start conference play for them this year. I think their offense is going to be firing on all cylinders. I think they're going to be playing very well at home, be playing motivated. Um, I don't think Oklahoma State's going to go down easy, but I think this is going to ultimately be a touchdown to a to a ten point game. I don't think I don't see the Cowboys really sticking around and hanging around too late. I know they have weapons on offense, but their defense has not been impressive so far and. They've done me well in the past, but I'm going with the Longhorns in this one. 41-31, Texas beating Oklahoma State at home. So that pretty much wraps it up for the Weekly 5 this week. Um, some extra games to keep an eye out for is Michigan at Wisconsin. That's definitely going to be an interesting one. Uh, two classic uh, Big Ten teams uh, taking the trip to Madison, the Wolverines are. And they're three-and-a-half-point underdogs in that one. Definitely not going to touch it. Don't really know what to think. Really would like to see Michigan play motivated, and that to be kind of a gritty win for the Wolverines. Obviously, I'm a fan, so I'm a little impartial, but uh, definitely going to be a good matchup nonetheless. And then Washington at BYU. I, I love watching BYU. I think they've been very competitive this year. Really interested to kind of see where Washington is at, seeing as BYU's played against Utah and played against USC, to kind of see where the ticker is at for these Pac-12 teams against a BYU Cougars team that I think is pretty grounded in their identity. Uh, should be pretty interesting to see kind of what the gauge is for these Pac-12 teams moving forward. And then speaking of the Pac-12, Oregon at Stanford. I know Stanford's been absolutely embarrassing so far this season uh, outside of their week one win against Northwestern, <clears throat> which, you know, who knows how impressive that really is. But, uh, you know, I think this is still an interesting game. Definitely a close game last year in a spot where Stanford can kind of put their foot down and at least compete uh, in the conference and, and put their awful season behind them or awful start to their season behind them. And to finish it off, uh, what I think is one of the more interesting games of the week is Notre Dame at Georgia. Game day will be there. I expect Georgia to win this game. I like Notre Dame plus 14 and a half if you can get the hook, but I don't have a ton of confidence in them. I can see Georgia going up early and kind of just overpowering them. Uh, don't have a ton of faith in the Irish this year. So it should be an interesting game and definitely a huge test to Ian Book's progression as a quarterback so far. But I, I like the Bulldogs in this one, and I'll be watching very, very closely. Thank you guys for listening, and I hope you enjoyed it. See you in two weeks. Hopefully we can get four this week. I really hope that I can uh, climb the mountain there seems to be so on a team.